son. Hold on. Oh, yeah, what's up, man? That's good. Can you oh, hear my me? God, can Yeah. I can All right. Uh, how you been, dude? I mean, good. Is it too loud or is it like... Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right. Perfect, perfect. All right, we'll just... We'll start it off in a little bit. Hold on. All right. All right, then. Well, everyone, today I'm interviewing my good friend Ayo back in the day. We met in middle school. Yes, sir. And now, where are you now located? I'm in Ohio right now. You're in Ohio? Are you Yeah. You coming back to Texas or no? I don't I don't not not in the near future, no. Not in the near future. You're hoping there again? Yeah. Just for probably like for a year or two. Then I might go back to Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know IO since when, when when did we first meet? Seventh grade? I think it was wait, did you go to Tannehill? I did go to Tannehill. Yeah, I didn't know you. Yeah, I knew of you in Tannehill, but I didn't think I don't think we met until like the basketball season in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And we had Coach Bradley's class. Yeah. No, that was that was eighth grade. That was eighth grade. That was. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, go to that was. Yeah, that was eighth grade. Cause I went, I went to to Brewer for like a week in seventh grade, and then I moved again. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and then I came back for eighth grade for like half the year, and that's. I remember that. Yeah, we used to be. Were you on a C team eighth grade year or a B team? Yeah, C team. See, that was the first time I played organized basketball. Mm-hmm. And then we used to chant ISO IO. Yeah. <laughs> cross dudes out of nowhere. Yeah, it was good times. Mm-hmm. It was good times. And then, man, you've gotten so good at basketball. Tell us about your basketball journey, how you first discovered basketball, man. All right, so it's kind of funny. I'm pretty sure most people listening know Alec Boyle. Mm-hmm. So it was it was sixth grade. It was after one of the one of the star tests, right? Yeah. And we were outside um, playing, like, after we're done with the test. So if you know how they used to send us outside. Mm-hmm. And we were they were hooping. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't really hoop, but I'll hoop because everybody's hooping. Yeah. And, we, and I was hooping with them, and um, at, like after we were done hooping, I, I was horrible. I never, I never played basketball <laughs> that much. I don't even, I didn't even watch the sport or nothing. Mm-hmm. And like after we were done and about to go home and stuff, Alec was like, bro. I really like the worst black person I ever seen that play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> so I was like, I was like. I was like, what are you talking uh, about? He's like, you know, like most black people can like play basketball, but you're literally <laughs> horrible. And bro, I took that. <laughs> you took that personal. I took that personally, yeah. Like that MJ. Yeah, bro. I took that personal, bro. So I started. So that um so next year, like I was like, I I kind of I didn't really think about it that much. I, I still mm-hmm. really wanted to play football because that was what everybody played. Yeah. Um, but then seventh grade, we I moved after a week at Brewer. I moved to this little small town in Palestine, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I went to a school that had maybe, maybe 100, 200 kids. Wow. Yeah. So um, I was there and they didn't have football, they only had basketball. Uh huh. And, and you joined the team? I didn't join the team, no. Cause I was no, still like, I was like, oh man, I want to play football. Like I'm not oh, playing okay. no sports. Yeah. Um. So I was like on the off season and stuff. And, um, so then that year I didn't play, but it looked really fun to me. Yeah. So I was like, all right, next year I'm gonna play. 
So I started looking up on YouTube, like, <laughs> uh, like different basketball players, yeah. and I kind of felt Kyrie. Kyrie was yeah, like, I remember you telling me Kyrie was your, and I, I could see it. Like you have handles like Kyrie, you tennis man. Yeah, Kyrie, I could definitely see. Yeah, that. man. I your game after that. Yeah, I fell in love with Kyrie's game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started watching a lot of him. And I was like, how does he like move so fast and all this? Yeah. So then I'd go on YouTube and I'd start watching like how to do a crossover, how to do it between the legs, how to how to shoot properly and stuff. All that. So literally I taught myself how to play the game for the first like maybe two years that wow. I was playing. Um, so I just everything I learned was off of YouTube. And I don't. I just had this like drive to like get better because I was like, oh man, everybody's already ahead of me. Like I'm mm-hmm. just starting, and and like I just started playing the, the year after. Um, yeah. So and then like I just learn stuff and pick up stuff, and I'd go to school. Like if you got to school early, they let you into into the gym, right? And you could hoop. Yeah. And I'd like go and practice my moves against like the scrubs there. <laughs> like, I just got better and better and better and like yeah. more confident in my game back then. Um. So then, uh, okay, so this is seventh grade, right? Seventh grade, and then yeah. eighth grade, you came back to Brewer. Yeah. And then you hooped on the C team. Yeah, you exactly. played on the B team a little bit. Yeah, so, so yeah, so, um, so, so then. It's been a eighth, journey, man. It's yeah, so it's, it's a long journey. Basketball has really been with me, like, my, my whole, the rest of my childhood, starting from, like, 12 yeah. years old. So, um, so then I went to eighth grade, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm missing something. So seventh grade, right? I moved like three times in seventh grade. So I was at Brewer for a week, and then I go to this mm-hmm. place um for like a few days, and then um and then su- summer. No, like in the middle of seventh grade, I leave again. My grandma got sick um with cirrhosis, this liver disease. Yeah. And so I had to. I went to Africa. For like half a year, uh, so um, I went to Africa, and all I did was hoop. <laughs> literally, like I went to school, I'd come back home, and yeah. it would be like maybe four, three or four, and because like the where I lived was close to the equator, like the sun would be down by like seven or eight. So every day I came back from school, I'd dribble and like I I'd, I'd like so the Wi-Fi there is like limited. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you might, might have like an hour of Wi-Fi every day, and I would use um that Wi-Fi to like download like a few like drill videos, like I love basketball TV and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'd like download a bunch of those videos, and as soon as I got home from school, I just dribble like all night mm-hmm. until until the sun the sunset and it was nighttime my parents were like stop it um and then on the weekends i'd go with my cousins and the, the people there that I, I hooped with like mm-hmm. everybody pretty much hooped there it's basketball is low-key like underrated in africa really uh, mm-hmm. but yeah so uh we would hoop every weekend and uh, i was really little and they were like bigger i was like five five at uh-huh. 12 years old yeah and not little for my age but like little compared to everyone else so um like i don't know it, it just made me confident playing there and and like going there as an american you really you really mm-hmm. think you're, you're higher than everybody so i was like oh these people aren't as good as american hoopers and yeah 
And like, to be honest, most of them weren't, but like, so I never really got humbled over there. Um, when but, did you get humbled? Uh, when you came back here? Probably when I got back there. Yeah. So after like I was hooping in Africa, I moved. I was like, mom, I can't, I don't, I don't want to be here no more. Yeah. So I came down um, to y'all's to, to, I live with my aunt okay. um, from the beginning of that, from that summer to the beginning of um, winter break. And, and that's when I left eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever I got back to Texas, uh, I kind of reconnected with one of my closest friends. He lives mm-hmm. in Fort Worth still right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'd go hang out with him all the time. And I would just hoop whenever I could. I never, I, I wasn't, I didn't take it as serious as I do right now, and as I as I did afterwards. Yeah. But like I would just hoop for fun, and like, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play on the basketball team once I once I get back, because right. that that's whenever I, I remembered Alec. Alec was like, oh, you you're you're a first black, so I remember <laughs> that. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna make a team. That's what I thought. That's what I thought I was gonna do. Yeah. And so. Uh, and I had never played organized basketball before in my life. Mm-hmm. I had just been playing pickup, and I was like, I, was, I thought it was a pickup god. So <laughs> I get into eighth grade, and I'm just like super excited for basketball season, waiting for basketball season to start. And like my um, my aunt had this little like pool hoop. Yeah. It's like, so it was like, like it was maybe seven feet, and um. I would just shoot on it every day and it wasn't really, it helped my shot a bit, but well, not not really much. yeah, not yeah. that much. So, um, so then like the tryouts, tryouts come around mm-hmm. and there was three tryouts, right? Yep. There's three tryouts. i missed the first two. And, oh God. And so I missed the first two tryouts, but I, cause I didn't have a physical, and but I was like, oh, I got one more, and it's it's gonna be okay. So uh, like I was super confident still. Um, so I missed the first one, missed the second one, finally got my physical, and then the third one I came, I I, I came late too on the third one, uh-huh. and um, but I guess it was kind of the best time for me to come because everyone that was trying out were like the worst players. Uh-huh. So whenever I went and like did the drills, like I did, I did drills all the time. There are drills I seen, like I saw every day. So um, I just like was super proficient at them compared to all the other people trying out. And I forgot the coach's name for C team. I can't believe I forgot. Coach Roller. Yeah, Coach Roller saw that. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I need a point guard for my C team." And, <laughs> and then he picked me up, and uh-huh. literally just then I was like, "Boom, I made it." Um, so then I made the team and played seat, and I was like, oh, no, nah, this is I, – I, I was not happy because I wanted to be on A team. Yeah. Um, and looking – so, yeah, I wanted to really be on A team, but, I like, looking back now, I didn't really put in the works for that goal. I thought that – like, it was, I was super egotistical, and I thought that, oh, I'm just going to make it because, like, I'm cold because <laughs> yeah. I could dribble the ball. But I, I didn't yeah. really – I didn't understand the game, like the nuances of the game, um, to the point where I kind of do now, like, yeah. like ball movement and all that. Working with the team, all I saw, mm-hmm. all I knew about basketball is Kyrie Irving crossing up, <laughs> step back, pull a three, drive yeah. it to the lane, and like jelly lip, like yeah, 
Yeah, that's how I was first. So your ego really gets in the way at first, and then you got to tone it down, and then you got to play to, you know, the team ball. You got to move, like you said, just yeah. do, do the things that you don't see on the highlights. Exactly. And All right, so so your journey, so that's till eighth grade. Now we'll get to that later. Oh, your your journey right now, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about your time in Africa and how that really influenced you. So like. How did how did that open your eye? How, how did that change you, or like what effect did it play at, 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 with you at all? So I had been to Africa like uh, a few times before, but yeah. I was really I was really young. First time I went, I was maybe like three. Second time I went, I was five, like kindergarten age, and mm-hmm. I kind of remember that time, but um, I st- I didn't remember really completely. Um, and like whenever I went back then, I was I was kind of spoiled in Africa. Like yep. we were like the top percent of people oh, living yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so and African culture is like completely different from the states. Like almost every house has a maid, and we oh, had wow. so we had a few ma- like I literally didn't do anything whenever uh, I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever I went, um, the third time, whenever I was like 12, 12, 13, 11, 12, um, it was really just, it really put everything I saw into perspective. It helped me, yeah. helped me gain a perspective because I went there and my days, my life before was, oh, I'm gonna come home, play video games. Like I'm gonna open the fridge and, and put, put this hot pocket in the microwave. Yeah. All this. And, and like, I'm, oh, after this, I'm gonna sit down watch TV for a few hours and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And like, and like that completely changed when I got there. I, I, the TV, like. TV is super expensive over there. It's not, it's not like a normal, a yeah. normal thing like here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you did have it, it's like it's like having no cable in the states. Oh, like everybody, yeah, pretty much everyone had like no cable. That's what. But they just what, have like satellite there. Not, but yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, yeah. um, you know the antennas that you put on and you, yeah, exactly. you used to watch like Cubo and stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what it, it was like. I know exactly. Yeah, so I couldn't really. A TV wasn't really something I could do. Mm-hmm. I could do, and what uh, would you do besides TV? Would you? What would you do? Literally just a basketball, and oh, okay, that's literally all I did in Africa. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so I went there with like a super a, a sense of every like entitlement. Mm-hmm. As an American, like a lot of people have that sense of a t- they don't they they take everything for granted. Yeah, you don't realize how blessed you are. Exactly. Same with me. Like in Pakistan, I see how different life is from there to here, and exactly. it's completely different. Man, describing the way like how people like there's like you you're in, you're in the top one percent, but once you get there, the top one percent there and like middle class over here, it's kind of like this. It's not right the same, but it's the Dang near. Yeah, exactly. And then you just you just count your blessings more, really. Exactly. You appreciate the stuff that you have in the now, and you stop you stop wanting a lot because mm-hmm. yeah, this like society here is. I want more. I want. I want yeah. this. I want more. I want. I want this. I want that. Like, and not a lot of people are happy with the place that they're at right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, if every if everybody could go to like a third world country. Or oh my places God, where, yeah. like, life would be a lot different. Like, society would be completely different yep. if everybody could have that type of perspective. Mm-hmm. It would be definitely different. 
All right, so let's talk about uh, religion, man. Religion plays a huge role with you. I know me and you used to, uh, we used to talk about it back in the day in Coach Bradley's class. Yeah, but, man. And talk about how your religion has played a huge part in you, because I know you're a man of faith. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've been I've been going to church and stuff for like my whole life. My mom was is super religious, religious, um, as well as my grandparents and all that. So yeah. I've been in church for a while, but I never really um, took it serious until like that that time where I met you, met you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was really just finding, uh, starting to find like that community of people that want to help you grow in your faith. Yeah. Um, so that's whenever I really started actually diving deep into it. And I didn't, I didn't completely understand what I was offending <laughs> whenever mm-hmm. I was, um, whenever I was talking with you and stuff. Yeah. But, um, and now as I'm, I'm still growing and wanting to learn more about my faith and how I can grow in with it um it's really just it's it's been i don't know i don't know how to explain it mm-hmm. um there's right. just a, what happened yeah there's just a lot there's a lot um there's a lot of stuff that that's happened in my life that yeah. um i look into with my religion and i don't know yeah it's it's hard to explain for me so what makes it, you believe that's that's the question i like to ask what makes you believe like what's some of the moments like man this is real this is god's real um the amount of times where i've seen stuff that are inexplainable and people say it's coincidence how the 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 the, the complexity of life in the world like oh, yeah. there's there's so much there's like you can't look at a computer right and mm-hmm. say like oh there's that's that just came to be like it doesn't have a creator like yeah. humans and and life and and animals and all that are so complex that it's just I feel like you have to have faith you have you have to have more faith to believe that there isn't a creator out there. Yeah. I definitely believe that. Yeah. Look at all the like it's not all it can't be all just one big coincidence. Like everything happens for I feel like everything just happens and then like it just ends up to like the point where you are like everything you've been through it has to happen a certain way to the point where you are right now. If you know what I mean, yeah. And so, like, it can't be just one big coincidence. I don't think so. You think? Do you think it's a one big coincidence? Or not? I, 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 no. It would be. I have to be have so much faith to believe that it's just coincidence that everything just happened randomly. That's just. Yeah, that no, was, that's mind blowing to me. That's just one big coincidence, and I don't know what I've been. But you know, it just you just start thinking like that but then like you said you got to have faith a lot of faith just to say, think it's not one big coincidence because i don't think it can be but some people are out there they, that they think they can it can be a coincidence but you know that's their opinion but yeah that's how it is for me <sighs> all right now so tell us about your varsity career you you hit me up the other day the other what was it you hit me up the other month i think yeah and then you're like, man, I'm not doing so high. So what's been going on? Man. What's been going so, on? Uh, so I'm I'm a I'm going into senior year, right? Yep. But I'm still 16. Yeah. So like I so I have is for me I have a lot of I put a lot of pressure on myself because mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm kind of behind. Yeah. Um. So COVID was like really a blessing for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to continue to work on my game and work really hard while other people are going to be um, sitting, around. Like sitting around and not doing anything. 
So like beginning of COVID, March, uh, I was like 140, right? And yeah. I, and I was then I was I was going coming through a lot of injuries with my knees and my ankles and stuff. So yeah. I was still quick and fast, but I wasn't I wasn't at like the peak of my athleticism. Okay. So from then, um, I just I would like just do basketball drills, handle drills. I do sprints. I do jump ropes. I do like a hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for like a month straight, and I got super lean. I didn't gain it much weight because I didn't understand how to like bulk and and like get big healthily. Yeah. So um, I just I just got like really lean and quicker. Um, so then I moved. So my parents surprised me and they're like, we're going to go stay. We're going to send you to Texas for the summer so you can hang out with your homie. Okay. Um, so, and that was probably the best thing that happened to me that honestly, it's one of the best things that's happened to me in my life. So um, that summer I go down and I meet this guy. His name is Greg. You saw him, that six, four giant black dude. Oh yeah. When we yeah. That part. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I meet him. And like at first, like so we meet, we were we went down there. We were just playing pig, right? And I was like, yeah, if you lose, you have to go jump in the pool or whatever. Yeah, and right. Like, and I saw him. I was like, dang, this guy's huge. And we were playing, and it was just me and him. And we went for like twenty shot for shot on the oh. last letter. <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy's good. And he was talking trash to me and all that. And and so I was like, wow, this guy's really good. And and I'm I'm someone that's really thirsty for knowledge. So um after after the games and stuff, I went home and I was thinking to myself, like, yo, I could I could really learn something from this guy. Mm-hmm. So I went back down to his house and I was like, Hey, I'm gonna be here for a while and I see that you're really good at basketball. And I started yeah. asking him about his background in basketball. He said, Oh yeah, I've been playing my whole life. I played D2 college and I was like, Okay, like can you mentor me? Like, can you teach me like yeah. how I can get my game to, to the next level? And he's like Oh yeah, for like, he, and he was like, "Yeah, for sure." Like the fact that you're coming up here proactively and um, asking me to to teach you is like a sign that like you really want you're really serious about this. Mm-hmm. So um, all summer I just worked with him, and um, he introduced me to a lot of people, uh, D1 players, X D1 players, X Pro players, and yeah. he just put me in this um, network of people where I can I can ask any like a ton of pe- different people questions about the same thing like it's just this this pool of knowledge right and they did and yeah so he just really helped me connect with a bunch of people that helped me to grow Mm -hmm. and i just learned so many things i learned how to play without the ball i learned how to how to move in the game tons of things that i was was lacking beforehand all Uh, right just really the mental side of the game Mm -hmm. um and i've I've developed a play style and all this um so then so now I'm like I'm super confident. Like this, this boosts my confidence. Playing this your freshman year or sophomore year? Nah, this is this junior? is junior. Oh, junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is going into junior year. Okay. Freshman and sophomore year, man. That's that's another story. That's horrible. That was horrible. What happened? So, um, freshman year, I went. I went in, and like I had just moved from Brewer, right? Yep. And uh, I'm I'm missing. I missed a complete. Okay. So. After I left from Brewer, right from Christmas, mm-hmm. yeah, I went to I went to this school back in Palestine, and they okay. were like in the middle of their season, right? Mm-hmm. But I was still super confident from playing with y'all, and I was like, oh, these this 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 school is like super little and all that. I'm a hoop, like I'm a ball out. 
All right. And like I played like two or three different games. The first game I had 16. Not and like, right. and they're like, oh, okay, he's he, he's cold. But I was on the I was on like the 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 B the like mixed team because right. they couldn't put me on the A team because I had just moved there. Mm-hmm. So um, so I dropped 16 the first game and we lost in the tie, but they wouldn't let us play, play after because it's a it's a mixed game or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was like eighth and seventh graders on the team. So then um, the next game I dropped like 20 something at home. And like it was, it was. I don't just these games really boosted my confidence playing um, this lower level of basketball in Texas. Um, so then I moved. Um, so yeah, so then I moved to Ohio my freshman and sophomore year. And freshman year, I kind of our team kind of I got sold like developmental wise. I, I didn't I didn't develop at all because um, we had on the freshman team we had four sophomores. Oh, and. God. Pretty much all of them started, so I didn't get. Any, I mean, I scored. I literally wrote it down. I scored like twenty points total that whole season. Wow, that and sucks. so that that just like broke me down. Like I like that's whenever I really got like humbled. But uh-huh. but it was it it was like unhealthy because I started like really pushing on myself. Like oh my gosh, you suck. You're horrible. You're not going anywhere. Like uh-huh. you can't even start over these trash sophomores that couldn't even make JV. Right. And so I really started getting down on myself. And sophomore year happens, and uh, I move up to JV. But um, those same juniors um, that should have been like either on varsity or cut, or you know, mm-hmm. they're still there. And I feel like I'm better than them, and I w- I, f- I still think I was better than them. But yeah. I, I at that point I didn't under I didn't have the the understanding of high school basketball, the pace of the game, and the knowledge of the plays. To where I could actually go out and be productive on the field. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't. I played. I played a few games, but I was more of a role player, and I didn't. I didn't get to do what I actually really wanted to on the court. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So yeah, I had to do last year too. Yeah, man. It really sucked. I had to talk to my coach about it. Like I was really down in the. I was like, man, I'm not producing enough. Like I look. I looked at myself as a scrub because like I was. I would just look at the numbers. I wouldn't look. Look like look at my role. I didn't appreciate i don't know I, I just wouldn't look at my role and like be like I, I succeeded in my role but i just wanted the numbers i wanted the stats but that's how it is that's how it, i guess that's how it is man like how did to, you how did you overcome that like how did you finally understand your role and in... man to be honest i really i just i really didn't i checked out mentally dude that mm-hmm. year the junior year was tough man i literally yeah. checked out i didn't get it we went. We made the playoffs, and I didn't get to play in the playoff game. That really broke me down. And then, just the off season, man. Like this off season has been a blessing. Like I've been getting better. I've been getting stronger, faster. Yeah. I've been learning how to play the game, and like I'm an undersized center, but I have held my own on these like summer league games. So like I just it just take a little bit of belief in yourself. That's when it really started. Yeah. When I said, man, okay, I know I'm not you know, the fastest, biggest, strongest. I'm probably not going to go D1, but, like, I still be- have to believe in myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then so as soon as I uh, – as that switch turned on and then me producing in games, I'm like, man, you know what? I can't compete with these people. Yeah. I think that's the same thing with you, man. I mean, I feel like you are – I mean, you're special. Like, you have the talent. I've seen you play. It's just once you get down on yourself, man, it's a really hard road to just – you got to, you, this is how I look at it. You got to 
tell your brain you gotta i mean you gotta tell your mind good thoughts you can, you, gotta, you gotta always be a friend to your mind because as mm -hmm. soon as you tell your mind one negative thing is gonna turn on you it's true. Gonna be, yeah. like you say man you suck you can't do it you're never you're never good enough it'll be tell if you start telling yourself like that then yeah you're over you've beaten yourself mentally and you can't i mean it's it's a you can't come back from it but it's it's much harder it's much easier just to be positive and be like, yeah. okay, man, I missed a shot. It's all right. Everybody misses a shot. You know, that type of thing. Just yeah, that's confidence in Yeah, shit. man. That that type of realization, bro, is something I struggle with. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I practice thinking, oh, I have to go out and shoot 90, 80%. I have to make every shot or else I'm going to get put on the bench. Yeah. That's not the way to play. Yeah, exactly. It's not. <laughs> Everybody it's not, misses a shot. Exactly. Everybody has those days. Yeah. So what's the plan for senior year, man? That's senior year, bro, I have been grinding. Like, mm -hmm. I've been work. So I work right now, and I like so my shifts are mostly eleven thirty to like seven. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have morning shifts where it's like five forty in the morning to one, and I have to I have to fit a workout in there like every day, five days a week. I work out um, seven. Mm -hmm. I, I hoop seven days a week though. All so. Right. Um, so like, and all my workouts, weightlifting and basketball, um, put together, I, I, they're usually three to four hours. So wow. I, have to, I have to invest a lot of time, uh, into it. So, and like all the money I'm making, most of like 50% of it goes into like helping me to get better. So I'm, I've been looking for a trainer here, up here in Ohio, um, mm -hmm. cause I've, I've reached, I've kind of reached my goal. Um, physically where I want to be in my speed and my strength. Yeah. So right now, um, the next phase I'm really working on is my, my skills, like refining my skills. The biggest mm -hmm. thing, the biggest thing for me, um, skill wise is I'm, I do too much, right? No, like I can score, but like, I, like for, I, I don't know. I do. You take like too many dribbles. Yeah. You yeah. want to be that dude that just take like two, three dribbles into their move. And exactly. Get to this spot. Like my favorite players to watch um, are like, was Kyrie, right? But yeah. I love Kobe. Kobe is my oh, favorite yeah. player of all time right now. Like, uh, like I've had, I've had him as my, as my, my phone saver for like three years now. Mm -hmm. And so when he, when, when that whole incident happened, bro, that crushed me. It did. Oh, man, I cried, bro. <laughs> Look, like I'm not like I'm gonna keep it 100. I cried. Where were you when that happened? I was in Ohio, and it was like the end of the season. We were already having a horrible season, and yeah. then like Kobe just just had died. How do you find out about that? I was sitting. I found out like eight minutes after it happened. Oh, uh, wow. I was just sitting, literally right right now in the same position I was, and I was watching. I was literally watching his highlights, and wow. then and then my one of my friends, his name is Daryl. He calls wow. me. and He's like. Hey man, did you see Kobe died? And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, there's, there's no way." And because he he would just he would just joked about KD dying the other day. <laughs> there's no way. And and he was like, "Nah, bro, for real, he died." And he was like, "Are you?" And I'm like, "No way." And I looked up on 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 the internet, and TMZ had posted like seven minutes ago, and I was like, "No, nah, bro, there's there's no way." So, and I just I, I I was it was tough for me, but I got over it. Um, I got over. Mm -hmm. it. How'd you grief that? I just, I just hooped, and like I'm not, I don't, I don't know him, I don't know him personally. So it, like, I've, I've lost some people in the last year, 
Mm-hmm. To the point where like now it's like that that was nothing. Like Kobe's dying to me was mm-hmm. yeah, compared- family. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really grief. It was more of, of sadness, just like wow, my one of my mm-hmm. idols is dead. So you said Kobe is your all time favorite player? All time. All time for sure. So who's your top ten right now? Top ten? Top five. Top, top five. Top five um yeah. to learn from. Um, no, just your top five overall. Just overall, like yeah. of all time. Top five of all time. Like or whatever you want. Man. Like the best or like my favorite to watch. Let's do both. All right, for the best. Start, yeah, start with the best. I'm gonna put um, MJ at number one. Wow. Uh, yeah, MJ at number one. Man, but, I have to put Bron Bron up there, man. I, I will see after this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna be real. LeBron is really close with MJ, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I don't, Michael Jordan just did some crazy stuff, man. Bro, all right, who's your number two? Number two is LeBron. No, number two okay. is LeBron. Kobe, right. I'm I put Kobe at number three. Mm-hmm. Um, number four. Um, I'm gonna have to put. I don't know, man. For me, my number four would be uh, who would my number four be? I think Kareem. Kareem. Yeah, just the way he played the game, man. Or I'd KD. Put, yeah, like that's. What I was thinking. I was thinking KD, and then number five, I'd put Shaq. Shaq. Oh my God, KD is so special. That dude. Hey, it's, 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 at his yeah. height, the, the the speed that he plays at. The 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 temp oh my goodness man the way he scores as at six at seven foot nah ridiculous you can't guard him no one can you just have to hope he misses literally <laughs> and that's the worst feeling defensively mm-hmm. oh yeah all right let's talk about some your basketball all right tell me what's the most disrespectful thing someone said to you on the court <laughs> most disrespectful most or like the best trash talk you've ever heard. I don't, but I for, I always forget it. Like I literally just ignore them when when people trash talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. You don't know somebody uh, probably whenever Alex said I was the worst black person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You still, man, you still hold that to this day. That's the only one that I really remember, and that's that's when I wasn't even really a hooper hooper. <laughs> it was like, what about you? What about me? Yeah, you ever been disrespected like that? No, not really. No one can really get in my head like that. I just talk back. Yeah. I literally just ignore them. I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what you, what's your plan for the future, man, if basketball doesn't work out. I know you're really smart, dude. If basketball doesn't work, man, I've been reading a ton of books on money and just really understanding um, the way the economy works and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna go. I'm I'm probably gonna go to college. I don't know what college yet because I'm still really enjoying basketball. So mm-hmm. if if I get any offers at all, I'm gonna go to whatever school offers me, mm-hmm. or or walk on. But um, I really don't know what I want to study. Mm-hmm. But I'm like I'm good at a lot of things. Like I I have all A's. Like I almost mm-hmm. have a 4.0. You're like one of the smartest people at you and Caleb. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys are so like, bro. I don't, I don't know who's smart. I think nah, it'll be a close one. Caleb, know. Caleb, honestly, he definitely. Well, in eighth grade, whenever we were in school, he definitely tried harder than me because I didn't. 
I did not try at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> I I just I was just smart and I just let that like you just let that carry you. Yeah, I just let that game. I never studied or anything, but I know Caleb. Not even from Mr. Haley's class. Never, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I just, they, they taught me. Their job is to teach. So I was like, if I, if I don't learn anything, it's their fault, not mine. <laughs> I like that mindset. Is there, are you different now with it? Are you just do you study more or no? I still really study, but um. Like, unless it's, like, something I really don't understand, I might actually go back and study. But I still I still have the intellect and, like, um, I, I've been I've been blessed to have a lot of good teachers to where I don't really have to study that much. Where did you – who did you get it from, like, your intellect? Is it your mom? Uh, I don't know, bro, because I don't know. My mom, my mom has, like, a really good sense of intuition. She's really good with people mm-hmm. and understanding how people work. Um, but – Really, I just, I just have like, I'm just really curious and always really thirsty to to learn more things, mm-hmm. thirsty for knowledge and all that. So, just my curiosity has really helped me to gain intelligence. Like, I've been reading since, since like the second, the second yeah. grade. And I just re- like, I didn't really touch technology until I started middle school. Like, I would just read a lot. Yeah, I didn't have a phone all the way until high school, really. Yeah, so just I was blessed. Honestly, now now I'm thinking back on it, I was really blessed to have parents that didn't really let me touch that and helped Mm -hmm. me to focus on just like reading and spending my time learning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just my child. What's your favorite book of all time? Because I got some. My my favorite books. I really like the Harry Potter series. Really? Yeah, I read them when I was younger, and I just fell in love with them. I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I like to read self-help books now. Like, yeah, that's that, that's what I'm into right now as well. Just some self-help. I just like to just learn a lot about, like, what can I do better? And then, yeah. like, right now I'm learning about how you can change your habits into, like, good habits. So, like, so, like it takes uh, usually around, like, they say, like, three weeks to incorporate a, drop a bad habit, but three yeah. days to incorporate a good habit. Yeah. So, so like... I practiced, I started practicing like getting up and making my bed, getting up and like not getting on social media. The first thing I do, yeah, it's just like let me think, like let your brain think freely and then just you know, just go on from there. It's been, I like, I like living that lifestyle and then you know, I just like incorporating my religion to it. I like to get try to get off of my prayers and it's, it's that's that's really the goal just to get my yeah, prayers. Do you, have you ever is is like prayer for you like a sort of like a meditation like do you? I think it's a little bit of both like spiritual like a connection and then it can be meditation at the same time because like I don't know you're just trying to trying to connect with God you're not really trying to connect but you're just trying to like speak just, with him you're just not you're trying to like submit to him you feel yeah, me? yeah 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 just submit to him and be like you know what like you know, all praise to you all praise be to God you know that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you hear Kyrie's Muslim now? Did you yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. We texted about this a while ago. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Brother Kyrie. <laughs> All right, then, man. Well, it was fun talking to you, dude. For sure, man. I really enjoyed it. All I right. appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. No problem. All right, you have a good one too. You too, man. All right.